Chris Paul gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. Championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Welcome, everybody, to season two, episode 14 of the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am here with Hamo and Nate. How are you going, Hamo? Going very well, Gav. How are you doing, mate? Oh, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. And Nate, how are you travelling along there, Fred Durst? Yeah, feeling, feeling a little bit different with the, the smooth face for the first time in five years. but uh... Love it. And for those of you that don't know, I'm Gavin. Um, we did uh, tinker with putting another screen in there and maybe just putting like a big pile of shit to replace boys, <laughs> but um, <laughs> what we obviously couldn't make Not it. Cool, Not cool, bro. He's out somewhere else. Uh, probably watching the Celtics or some shit like that. Um, let's just go straight into the week wrap. Obviously, the three games this week. First game was a win against the Spurs, 121 to 107. Devin Booker had 48 points. The business had 14 rebounds and Chris Paul, 12 assists. Uh, against Dallas, win 109 to 101. Book, 28 points. Bridges, eight rebounds. CP3, 11 assists. And against Indiana, 103 to 108 win. Bridges, 23 points. The business, 13 rebounds. And Chris Paul, 16 assists. How did you see the week, Ammo? Man, it was a good week. It was a very good week. Um, I obviously didn't get to see all the games, but um, the Indiana game, I enjoyed. You know, it was a, a bad game in the end for, like, for Book, but... Um, yeah, overall, three wins. Can't argue. Boyd wouldn't argue, so I'm not going to. Nate, how did you see the week? Right, the margins were a bit off what we thought, but it was three Ws. Uh, we got a little bit of, a, I think we're five in a run now. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're five in a row. It might be more, but... I did hear the commentators talking about needing the 48 points from Book in that game against the Spurs, which was a uh, yeah, tad concerning. But the Spurs are the Spurs, and they do what they do. The Dallas game, <laughs> I think we were back to front. Like We thought we were going to have DA back and Kristaps out, and went the other way. They had Kristaps back, and DA was out. Um, uh, we, the chat we were talking during the game and watching Luca have his little bitch fit when things weren't going his way. And it's like, oh, the back, oh, the back, sitting down. Um, but the end of that game, that was exciting. Like watching, you know, for, was a four minutes left, CP3 takes over. There's the dagger. There it is. That's ours. Um, and the Pacers game, I didn't watch it because it was the same time as the Bullets game. Um, and I was at a pub and the UFC was on and that wasn't on the... So anyway, I was kind of doing updates and watching periodically. And every time I'd check in, we had one less player and we still weren't winning by much. <laughs> so I'm like, shit. It was just one of those games. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that was, um, that was the whole thing. I mean, you mentioned... Um, most of the game we spoke about book, you know, maybe needing 50 just to get over the Spurs. It didn't look like that. I mean, at the end, we won by 14, but um, realistically, we only blew them out in the last sort of three minutes or so of the game. 
Um, but Book was sensational in that game, as was Bismack. Um, the Dallas game, it was funny. I was listening to the solar panel um, today, their last episode, and uh, I think it was um, – oh, who's the guy that's on there with Dave? Uh, Rona. Rona. Um, he sort of said, well, I, I didn't feel like the... The Rona, Zona. Zona, Rona. Rona, Zona, Rona, whatever. Yeah, um, I, don't, I didn't ever feel like the Suns were going to... Bad name either way. Um, <laughs> and, and I was sort of the same. I got to the five-minute mark and I went, well, we're just going to run away with this now, which is exactly what we did. Um, again, Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker took over. Bridges was sensational and we just got away from him. And the Indiana game was just one of those net games, really. Um, I think we got out to sort of 18, 20 points at one stage. And I think during the last quarter, they got it back to eight. We ended six. up winning by 10. They did get in. They might six. have got it back to yeah. six. Um, Book was ordinary for the whole game. Mm. Uh, Bridges and Bismack were the two that did the damage. And Chris Paul obviously just did what he had to do. The couple of injuries are a concern, obviously. Both wrist injuries, yeah. Jay and campaign. But overall, um, it was a week that we just had to get the business done, and we did. Yep. So let's move on to MVP of the week. Uh, only three of us here this week. Uh, so there, we may end up with a star mate, which means that the pod father makes the call. final decision, but... We'll see how we go. Hamo, who was your MVP this week? Uh, MVP player of the week would be um, Devin Booker. Unfortunately, like I was saying, had a bad game against the Pacers. Um, but, you know, you got to love that he's got humility as well. You know, he went up for that big left-handed windmill and it bounced back out of the rim. And he sort of smiled it off like, you know, it's just not my night. He could have got shitty. He could have, you know, really kicked up a stink and, you know, drawn a tech on someone. But I love that he did that, man. You know, it shows that he's real. It comes off the back of him saying that he's not Kobe. He's not Mumba. Stop calling him that, you know. And inadvertently, he kind of proved it. But, I mean, it was... An unfortunate game for him, but he was so dominant in the two games previous to it, man. I cannot say anyone but other than Devin Booker. Very nice, Nate. What's your thoughts, MVP of the week? I, I do kind of agree with Hammer, but I'm going to go different vote. Uh, I'm going to go CP3. You, you want to talk about who's been an all-star or playing at an all-star level every game. So we're looking for the weeks. So we're looking over the three games we assessed. And over the three games, the only player to play at an all-star level for all three games was CP3. So as spectacular as Book was for definitely the first game and everything he did against Dallas, uh, the chips weren't there in you know, yesterday's, uh, yesterday's game. Um, as, as fun as it was to see him understand that and still enjoy it, um, I'm going to give it to CP3. Uh, yeah, hard to argue with with that, Nate, I, I also went with CP3 this week. Um, against San Antonio, 15 points, 12 assists. Against Dallas, uh, he had 20 points, 11 assists. And against Indiana, he had whatever it was. Um, it's thinking. He had 16 uh, assists against Indiana. He doubled, doubled. He doubled, yeah, doubled again. Yeah. 16 assists. Yeah. Four steals against Indiana. Three steals hard to argue with that, man. Hard to argue. Um, 
he was he was just and as you said all star level this week not only all star level top five MVP discussion level Chris and yeah. just consistent consistently uh, consistent every week we say the same thing Mister Consistency right yeah absolutely and um, he just made sure that we won games when they needed to be won mm-hmm. um, so yep this week's MVP is Chris Paul defensive player of the week we'll start with you this time Nate. Mate, I had a real tough time with this one because I just gave CP3 the award for consistency. But looking back over the defensive you know, uh, prowess of our team, there wasn't anyone but one player that still did the D consistently. Uh, that sounds terrible, but, uh, you know, that's a YouTube thing. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm going to go CP3 again because... He did consistently apply, and it, it's becoming undershadowed. We're looking for Mikhail because we want him to get the you know defensive player of the year. We want him in that all in, uh, defensive first team. Um, we're we're looking for players like Busy. We're looking at players like Javale. Um, but at the end of the day, CP3 just keeps doing what he does, and it's winning us games on both ends of the court. So I kind of just got to throw it that way this week, as boring as that is. No, that's that's um, it's very very good points, Hamo. Who was your uh, pick this week? Um, I went the opposite, man. I went with Big Busy. You know, um, he comes in, he he doesn't make a big scene about anything. He just gets down to business, gets it done. He's only new to us. He's only learning our our rotation, our plays. He's he's rolling the whole game of things, but he's um. I, I love his hustle, man, you know, and, and, and all right, might be a little bit early for it, but that's who I picked, Joe. No, fair call. I mean, he, um, the business had a really good week defensively, both on the boards and defensively as a stopper. Um, I think he's far more effective on the defensive end than Javal McGee and Jalen Smith are, so no problem with that. Um but the winner this week of the Defensive Player of the Week is my vote, which is Mikael Bridges. Um, <laughs> he, he probably, and, and as Nate said, consistency over the three games. Um, the Indiana game was probably the toughest one because generally we just give Mikael the, the toughest defensive um, assignment. Threat, yeah. And Indiana really didn't have a hell of a lot going on from an offensive point of view. And I don't know whether some of you heard, but there was a clip that went around Twitter by David Kevin uh, where it was basically Javal McGee spraying everyone just going, but they can't shoot, so just step back and let them shoot. <laughs> um, so that one was a little bit tougher for, for Mikhail, but um, realistically, he made Luca look silly again on multiple occasions, even though CP3 also supported that. Um, He did a fantastic job on DeJounte Murray um, and he's just, he's active hands and his ability in there. And again, on the solar panel, I don't know whether you heard it this week, Nate, but they were, they brought up the, um, uh, the fouls per, like fouls committed per percentage wise for the Phoenix. I've only only got 20 minutes into today's podcast, too busy, so. Which, uh, and this was something I actually learned off, and I listened to it today, so it's fresh in the mind. But leading the Phoenix Suns right now for the least amount of fouls from a player percentage wise on the court is Mikhail Bridges. 
And this is a guy that defends the best offensive player every single game. That is a That's huge. That is a big call, man, too, because he's a dog on the court, man. Like he's, you know, he, he doesn't really let up. So for him to have that stat is just crazy. And I think DeAndre Ayton's our second worst. Obviously, Jamal's our worst because he just, even if he tries on defense, he just fouls people. But I think uh, using DeAndre Ayton as an example, he's, his percentage is like 21% of our fouls on the floor. Um, Mikael Bridges is 14% or something ridiculous like that. Now, for a guy who's defending the best players on the opposition team every single time down the floor, that's a phenomenal number. So I'm going with Mikael Bridges this week. And because I'm the pod father, that's who wins our Defensive Player of the Week. There it goes. Um, Congratulations. We have, a, we have an additional award that we're throwing in. Uh, we're going to start that this week. And it's Nate's idea. So I'm going to let him nominate first. We are going, this isn't a vote, by the way. This is just an individual thing. Each of us get to pre- present an encouragement award to somebody on the Suns roster. So, Nate, you go first. <laughs> look, it's it's an honourable mention. Uh, look, look, Hamo was just there with Busy for Defensive Player of the Week. And uh, you know what? I've, I've described this last week as a, a week of one-off mentions and worthy one-off mentions. So I actually had Mikhail down as sort of a one-off mention because I, I, I picked him for like two of the three games and then Busy's had two really good games. And then... When Booker went the full windmill and missed and smiled rather than like, oh, I should have done that. He's just, shut have a shit game. And he just smiled. I, I thought back to the piss take recently. So I'm, I'm in a few different sporting clubs and one of them is a shooters club. And they've got an encouragement award. And they usually save it for a teenager that's coming through. And they just want to give me a little pat on the back and say, stick with it. You'll be all right, little fella. <laughs> and the fuckers gave it to me this year. <laughs> <laughs> so when we had our awards night back in December, that, I'd had a, rad, a bad run with some um, some purchases and repairs. And they're like, stay with it, little fella. <laughs> and they presented me this in front of the club. And I thought, oh, that's, a, that's, that's fun. <laughs> we could probably then when i saw booker's face after that uh, failed windmill it reminded me that receiving that award the encouragement award so i thought it might be fun when we have like a moment like books or a moment like the raptor thing or someone like busy has just one really good game or two really good games but doesn't get an award we slap a little bit of encouragement on there so, so my encouragement this week is it's it's going for booker I know it's going for Booker just on the way he handled that. That windmill went into it and out of it with a smile on his face. I just thought that was great. I like it. That's a that's a great nomination. Hammer, you got one? Oh, I'm going to have to back him up, man. You can't argue with that. You know, that was just awesome. He was having a shocker, and he knew he was having a shocker. You know, and that's not that we claim Booker to be Aussie at all, but that's kind of Aussie mentality, isn't it? And that's what we love. You try and... It ain't bloody working. Have a laugh about it. So you're going to give Devin Booker a keep it up, young fella. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm I'm going to give mine to Javal McGee. I don't know if everyone saw the video I posted on uh, the page for the Pacers game, but Javal did the tunnel rev up for the team, um, revved them all up, 
beautiful faces. He was ready to roll and then ran out of the uh, ran out of the tunnel onto the court and the rest of the team stayed in the tunnel. And <laughs> ran out on the court, stripped off, stood on the court and nobody was there. So he bolted all the way back to the tunnel and then high-fived everyone as they came out. Well done, Javar. <laughs> Keep it up, young fella. That's awesome. Keep it up, young fella. Mate, sure. well done for finding that footage. I did not see that. I haven't checked no, the page today. I have but... to check it out, eh? Wow, that is that is, and that's the perfect reason for having this award, right? So the, these shacked in a full moments where we can put a different spin on it, <laughs> just yep, it'd have to be yes. a fail, wouldn't it? It is anyone who's watching that hasn't had the chance to, to page out and scroll back, go and watch it. It's hilarious. And um, the funniest thing is the um, the angle that they're showing. It's Chris Paul and Devin Booker behind him, just pissing themselves, laughing, <laughs> knowing what's coming up. <laughs> and Jamal just doing the bolt out onto the floor. So if you, if you get the chance to check it out, check it out. It's hilarious. Um, That's gold, Gav. Good for uh, would That would have been because it was his birthday. It might have been. Oh, no, his birthday was the week before. Was it? Yeah, I think um, Javal's been the king of the tunnel rev up. Right. So to be honest, I think they just added a little bit of fun to what they were doing against the Pacers and just you couldn't obviously you can't do that in the road and we we just come off a five game road trip. oh yeah 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 so uh first nah, game back cool. at home poor old javel's just run out onto the floor by himself <laughs> and nice. like i said book and cp are funny to watch but the funny the the additional funniest person to watch is bismarck biombo after he runs out because busy's only new to the team he actually stood in the tunnel watching as he ran out and watched everything he did while everyone else hit around the corner and was jumping up and down with laughter. It was funny. It was really, really good. Welcome to Phoenix, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move into the week ahead. Four games on the uh, menu before our next episode next week. Um, Tuesday, 1 p.m. at home against Utah. Thursday, 2 p.m. at Utah. Saturday, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, and I, are we in Minnesota for that game? I didn't yep. Minnesota. Minnesota at home. So Minnesota at home and then the Spurs at home at 12 p.m. on Monday. Um, how do you see the week unfolding there, Hamo? Oh, look, it's um, back-to-backs are always fun. Um, my brother Boyd's not here to uh, tell we us about we don't have how many wins back. we're going to have. It's have a back-to-back back. three days apart. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's still same game. I mean, same team. Um, yeah, look, it's... Uh, I can't remember the last time we had a had a loss. Um, it ain't gonna seven games ago. It ain't gonna be games. ain't gonna be Minnesota. Put it that way. Why not Minnesota are flying? Good for Minnesota. Um, no, I just I just don't. I think we've had a bit of a bad trot, like a bad record against them in the last probably twelve to eighteen months. Uh, with the way that we're playing, I don't think that book especially is going to let us come out and get, you know, beaten down by what on paper really should be a lot better team than what it is, but it's not. Um, but, yeah, I reckon with the Jazz, we're okay because um, isn't uh, – what's what's Mitchell out with? Concussion. Um, He'll be back. He'll be back for the first game. Concussion. Oh, yeah, no, I thought he did, a, did his gubbins or his heartledge or – Something like that. His interior governments. Um, but yeah, no, we we should be right. The um what was the fourth one? I didn't have the Monday game. Was that Spurs, Spurs again? Spurs again. 
Oh, we'll smash them again. No worries. Very good, Nate. So you're a four and zip there, Hammer? Uh, uh, three, definitely. One possible. So you, if because if Boyd were here, no one's getting off the fence. We we got to jump one side of the fence. So you're on the fence for the T Wolves game. No, I think one of the Utah games. Okay. All right, and normally we call it out. So which one? Let's call it the second one. We'll lose the second one. So the the away game. Yes. All right, very good, Hamo. How do you see the week? Hamo just spoke to you, so how about I talk? Yep. How do you see the week? <laughs> Man, I am going to agree with Hamo, though. <laughs> I don't agree with how he got to the end result, but I do actually agree with the end result. Um, given the first game, the Jazz at home, I think we have a win. The reason I think we have a win, knowing full well that DA is out, Jay is out, Cam's out, and Cam Johnson is slightly hobbled, Gobert is listed as potential lucky if he plays because it's a back-to-back for him against the Warriors. Yep. So I, I reckon they'll rest Gobert in Phoenix and without him, I don't, I just, I just don't see us losing that game with the, the team game we play. Now, going back to Utah, if we are still out the same group of players, Gobert is back and it's on their home court, I don't see us winning that back-to-back. I love to be proven wrong, but if I'm looking at looking at the outages, um, I'm, I'm saying I'll tick up a loss in that column. Now, given that Boyd got to pull a thumb sideways last week, I thought if I'm looking at this schedule and I'm looking at the T-Wolves game, shit, I'm pulling a thumb sideways. Now, I've got a white picket fence uh, up my between my butt cheeks at the moment. If I've got to pick a side I'm falling on, I'm going to fall on the win. Um, but that's going to be premised with the fact that by then I think DA is back. If DA is back, even without Crowder and Cam, I think we're positioned to hold our, hold our, hold our own. I think without DA against the Wolves, we're going to be in a fist fight. But pick the W, and the Spurs will pick a W, but not uh, an absolute flogging because we just don't flog that team. Even if it was 14 points, it didn't look like it was going to be 14 points. No, that was a close game right up till the, the last couple of minutes, as per normal. Yeah, um, I'm also uh, sitting in the same spot as you two fellas. I think that we'll go three and one over the next week. Um, I believe that we'll drop the Utah game in Utah. Um, the first game is the uh, Utah have a back-to-back. I think the night before is Gold State. Um, I think we'll win that home. We'll drop Thursday. Minnesota is also on a back-to-back when they play us on the Saturday. So I think we'll get the win there. Um, I think, look, uh, honestly, they were talking about A&B back against the Pacers. So yeah. I'm pretty sure he plays all four of these games. And we should beat the Spurs again. Um, but Why uh, rush? Agree. It's um, it's the Spurs and they're always a pain in our ass. So, um I think we beat them, but it takes a takes a fair effort again. Maybe some CP3 magic down the stretch, which is what he does, or another 48 from Book. We will move on yeah. to next subject, which is thumbs up, thumbs down. So I'm handing over to the thumbs up, thumbs down maestro, Nate. <laughs> um, Nate, 
the give us our master. This, this one should be a little bit quicker because there's only a couple of us, but surely Hamo has to answer every question first just so that we can watch him um, do something different to us because otherwise he'll just jump on the bandwagon. I have to tell you, I thought this I thought this segment would have been dead by now. I thought we would have just done it for a month and then moved on, but... It is absolutely... No, this is a good segment. I like absolute it. Absolute favourite segment we've ever done. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I absolutely... All right, well... We've got. Uh, we've ended up with six. We had five um, statements going to this, and I added a sixth one rather than bring it up as a conversation piece during the week recap. So now we've got six. Sneaky. Yep, I'm gonna be sneaky, sneaky. Um, we've got six. There's only three of us. We're gonna rattle through these and then go back and argue about our. Uh, and given there's three of us, at least one of us has to be a dickhead on everyone unless it's unanimous. Sure. All right. So let's just roll straight into it. Would you now consider... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll come back to the order. We'll come back. Would you now consider starting Big Busy ahead of JaVale if or when Aiton is out? We're going to start with the podfather each time, and then we'll go to you, Hamo. Uh, but Hamo's a fence-sitter. All the more reason. <laughs> For me, that's a big thumbs up. Up? Hamo. We'll talk about that later, yeah. Would you now consider starting Big Busy ahead of JaVale if and when Aiton is out? That is a thumbs down because thumbs people listening down. to the audio. No way. Um, well, I reckon, I'm, yep, I'm going to go up. And again, there's a word in there. All right. Are the type of fouls Grayson Allen and Tyler Horton Tucker committed this week the most pathetic form of basketball? Gav. Thumbs up. Up. Hammer. Actually have not seen them. Been way too busy. Sorry, guys. Have you heard um, anything? I, I heard it was real bad. Uh, the one that Grayson did on uh, Caruso. Um, but no, I'm sorry. I haven't seen anything. I'll so tell you I, what. I I'm going to go thumbs down. And we're just going to call you a flog. And then me and Gav can debate about who's a dickhead while you sit in the corner. It's not Suns related. <laughs> it's sons adjacent not everything is sons related alright does LeBron get away with low life on court shit just because his name is LeBron thumbs up should be unanimous Hamo and thumbs me up. unanimous log you can sit in the corner with LeBron when we go and hash this out mate awesome. alright the fourth uh, statement I've got to throw in here I'm going to say this one's courtesy of Yard Barker I just was looking for something uh, when we were chatting before the pod here, and this popped up straight on uh, Yard Barker's site. Should the Suns pursue Paul's, Paul Millsap as he departs Brooklyn? Thumbs down. So for, those, for those that don't know, the Brooklyn have come out and agreed Paul Millsap should go away. He wants to go away, so he's moving. Um, and Gav, you are going down. Thumbs down. Hamo, should Thumbs the Suns down. pursue Paul Millsap? Thumbs down. Down. Um, you know what? I'm going to be interesting. I'm going to go thumbs up. Just so we can have a chat about it. Next There's one. There's no need to chat about that. <laughs> Duncan Robinson would be a great fit for the Suns. And in brackets, if we could pry him from Miami, because he is on the table. So, this, given that he's on the table, Duncan Robinson would be a great fit for the Suns. Gav. This is one of those ones that I have to answer based on no. the wording. 
Yeah, this is not this is not to discuss about trade pieces. This is purely is he a good fit? Should we were able to acquire him favorably? Thumbs up. Hammo. Dead air, mate. This is this is essentially radio. Depends on we can talk about it. So it's either thumbs up or thumbs down, and then we talk. No, about thumbs it. down. Okay. Okay. I am going up. Great fit. And I threw this is the last one I threw in right at the last minute uh, when we we're doing you did, the. You did forget one of mine though. Oh, you didn't uh, email that to me, so I, I did. I sent it to you earlier in the week. All right. You want to throw it in right now? You just jump in no, with you the can do yours and I'll find it. Okay. Um, the last one I kind of threw in there is we aren't actually clutch. We're just lazy for three and a half quarters. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. That, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That, that's right. We aren't on. actually clutch. We're just lazy for three and a half quarters. That is and we all on. unanimously go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100. Uh, Gav, so you want to throw on a seven? Last one was, based on the current situation, being COVID and everything else that's going on in the world, would you be in a position to make an Aussie Suns fans trip to Arizona for the NBA Finals. This year? Yes, this year. They happen thumbs in down. June, right? Okay. June, June 2nd to June 19th. Yeah. No, I'm thumbs up. That, that actually down. works for me. And I am thumbs up. Gavo! <laughs> All, All right. the best to you, boys. Godspeed. Let's go. Sun's final. Here comes the fun part. <laughs> Here comes the bit. We've done the rapid fire. Now let's go the dickhead fire. <laughs> Load them up, boys. Question one: Would you now consider starting Big Busy ahead of Javale if or when Aiton is out? Gav, you and me both went thumbs up. Hammer went fuck no, thumbs down. No way, Hammer. Explain yourself, sir. I don't think he's he's up to that spec. Let Javale get out there, do his thing run some minutes and when he starts to get small foul trouble like he will um bring big busy in then or run a twin tower scenario you know Ooh. put one of them at the power forward put, tw put, twin put, towers put... with the six foot eight power forward <laughs> all right now again, probably politically incorrect the, but that's what i call the good, it. the good thing about thumbs up thumbs down is there's nothing personal about it both of those ideas suck fucking ass. <laughs> JaVale McGee is a backup center. That's all he is. That's the best he is. Even Jalen Smith outplayed him when Bismarck was not playing for us. Sorry, hang on. Wanna... Did Sticks do something good, Gav? Once. <laughs> he, he, can't he did something good? He can't get on the fucking floor now because Bismarck's better than him. <laughs> we finished games now with Bismarck Biombo. Why? Two games. Because he's the number one option when the options are Javar McGee and Bismack Biombo. He is a more trustworthy starter. He's a more trustworthy player on the floor. Javal, I love his energy. He is magnificent. Do not get me wrong. I'm not slamming Javal McGee here. 
but he is a backup center who goes fucking nuts for three or four minutes and then or five minutes, then you put your center back on because he's already got four fouls. Busy has proven that he is starter capable. Um, now, again, the question was when DA is out. Because when DeAndre Ayton is out, I would still have JaVale McGee as the first backup. So you're not even going to consider Sticks in this no, scenario? Sticks is getting traded. He's finished and he won't be back. Finished. Sticks, Sticks is... He won't be back because he'll be... Buddy. He's not going to be back because we, we're not going to be able to We have to trade him. Um, and, and we're going to struggle to trade him because the contract that we're going to send doesn't hold any value. He is going to be a piece outside of Dario Saric, and that is all he will be. Um, and I think he can go on and play some pretty solid backup minutes somewhere in the NBA, but it will not be in Phoenix. Um, I don't think it's going to be for more than four and a half million bucks either. Yeah. That's, so, that's my controversial throw busy, in there. Busy's already gone past him, um, and he's proven that this week. He's proven that. Since when in the games that DeAndre isn't he like played. a 13 year veteran though, or 10 year veteran and, or something? And can, what's that got to do with him coming in and dominating? No, I just mean comparing him to Sticks, yeah, but that's fine. But the problem we've got with Sticks is oh, oh. if there is sides with backup, with backup big issues, <laughs> and this is the this is what you missed last week that went straight over here. If there's a side with backup big issues that want to offer this guy more than $4.6 million, we can't match it. He's going to walk. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that, but still. So, But right now, he Stiggs is not in front of Bismack. He's not in front of Javal. And he is definitely not in front of DeAndre A. And they tried oh, to play him at the definitely four. Definitely not in front of DA. They tried to play him at the four, and he was like a deer on, a, on the highway, running around cars. It's just, it didn't work. Um, not in, not in, and maybe he could play the four somewhere, but in the structure that we have, where we play Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson in that four rotation, he doesn't fit that structure that we have. No, he's he's no Jay Crowder in that type of structure. You're exactly right. And those plays that are designed, he can't do it. But yeah, we're digressing. Yeah. So no, yes, next, yes, next uh, scenario I'm, where I'm going to be a dickhead. My, no, no. Yeah, if DeAndre Aiden's not playing, yes, he's, Bismack should be in front of Javal. If DeAndre Aiden is playing, then Javal should be the number one backup and Bismack yes. should slot in at number three. Thank you for your opinions. I would now like to firmly call Hamo a fucking dickhead and, and back it up with some evidence, which usually you don't need. I'm pretty sure you don't need evidence, man. <laughs> I'm fairly sure. Mate, you I get called that and I'm just said, like, fair call, and just walk away. Oh, it's you about just right. said to us, Jalen Smith, shouldn't we invest in him? Let's have him better for us than Bismarck Biombo because he's a 13-year vet. We have a win-now window. This is our best opportunity to bring home a chip, a ring, everything. The whole. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Approach. I wasn't saying invest in him now. I'm just saying we're comparing him, like in terms of like um, yeah. how good they're playing right now. I don't give a shit. He's he's not going ahead of the Ombo. He's not yeah, getting. No, ahead. but what he's what he's doing is saying that my my opinion before was based on Biombo versus Jalen, and because Biombo's been there for 13 years, yes, he should be having that output. 
where Jalen's a little bit further behind and needs to develop. Is that correct? Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. So give Jalen a little bit of time. He might be better than Biombo. Jalen, irrelevant. Right now, He's getting right traded. Which is your point, your point, Nate, right now. Forget the investment time because we don't have that time. Right Fuck now, we've got to win the chip. Fuck it off. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. Right. I went thumbs up also. Kind of agreeing with Gav, but I took the approach, you do JaVale the courtesy and you speak to him and you get his buy-in because I think his buy-in would be the same as our opinion. You're used to coming off the bench. You are used to the minutes rotation coming off the bench and you're used to the matchups in the rotations as you come off the bench. And that is where it you makes are more sense. To, it yeah. makes more sense for him to keep the consistency which is why we keep, or well, I at least keep voting CP3 in for everything every week. Yeah. So that's why I went thumbs up. Yep. Yeah, right, let's move on. However, sorry, not oh, to not to two, put two a finger in, your, in one episode. Not, a, not to put a finger in your pie, so to speak. However, you talk about CP3 being Mr. Consistent, you keep bringing him up. You're the first one to talk about voter fatigue, man. What? Voter fatigue when it comes to voting for the same people in for MVP and all that kind of stuff. Well, we are a podcast and we're trying to keep things freaking interesting. <laughs> you know. By doing the same vote. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still well, an honest No, but over and over you're right. saying like consistency, this and that, you know, but you're talking about people getting voter fatigue for, you know, the MVP games, all-star games, all that kind of jazz, you know what I mean? You know what, I, I see your point. I, I won't keep calling you a flog, a dickhead. Um, what are the other things I say every week, Gav, about Muppet. Hammer? You want, uh, me to, you want me to back off those, what you're saying. Gotcha. No soft. Problem. He's needy. <laughs> your Should wife's I... calling out in the background now, Should isn't she? And still, and, still, and still a magnificent hugger. <laughs> All right, even with three of us, we're dragging on here. We're only up to the first one. Oh, this is good. Are the type of fouls Grayson Allen and Tyler Horton Tucker committed this week the most pathetic form of basketball? Now, I have to start by saying this is the part where Hamo's a flog and he goes sits in the corner with LeBron. And Gav, you went thumbs up, I went thumbs down. Yeah. Let's hash this out. And for everyone not watching the video, Hamo's just left. <laughs> Gav, why do you thumbs up? This is the most pathetic form of basketball. So I have I have a strong opinion, and you you play basketball as well, Nate. Yep. Um, I do as well. Anybody who's left their feet, any foul that is an intentional foul, in, well, and uh, a foul that is intentionally there to make contact with somebody who has left their feet, is just the most pathetic. Whether that be tunneling, grabbing an arm, whatever the case may be. It is the most pathetic um, excuse for a foul in basketball. It is dangerous. It has the potential to cause long-term injury, which Grayson Allen's did. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker is a, probably a little bit lucky. And the reason I won't go as hard on him is because of the next question. Um, but the uh, the foul that Grayson Allen committed, and the Bucks came out and went, Grayson Allen, oh, he didn't really mean it. We support him. Fuck off, Milwaukee. You're a fucking disgrace. That foul, he absolutely went ball first, and when he couldn't get it, he grabbed that bloke's arm and fucking dropped See, him. See, this is head. where I disagree with you. I, I I think he's a little bulldog. 
and no different. No, you want to talk about our little bulldog? The first part he went for the ball. Then he was in a full body rotation where his right arm came back and could That's actually right. make another play right, at mate. the ball. I'll tell him later. So and he did. Uh, my opinion was he tried to double swat because his body was in a full rotation. Now it is super unfortunate the way. Yeah, How many the, times did you watch the video? Like a few times over, to be honest. Okay. I was sitting there watching about... the replay, and I'm like, his reputation aside, and the way the player landed aside, just his action, I thought, hmm, this what is where I action? find it. What about his body language and his action immediately following? Yeah, well, that's where his reputation comes in, and he's a smug prick. But <laughs> the actual play on the ball in the spur of the moment, I thought he found himself in a position where he was in a full body rotation, his left hand had already made a play, and his right hand was in a position to make another play. And he didn't quit on the play. That that was my argument on that one. Fair enough. I, look, I thought it was fairly deliberate. Um, Is this I thought a Grace and Allen one, guys? Yeah. Yeah. The Taylor Horton Tucker one wasn't as bad, but still, again... It was all ball, Hell of a major element to it. It caused... It did cause the body movement for a... a Oh, that's that landing yeah. with his head and everything. I was like, oh. And it, we go back to everyone's um, former favourite Australian and now one of the greatest blogs that we uh, exported, Andrew Bogut, when he got that. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Bogut. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he got that foul that broke his wrist, um, similar sort of thing. It was just contact that wasn't needed. Um, somebody put up um, the Chris Paul foul on Giannis in the finals. Last year, uh, at the uh, the end of the game when he did the alley oop dunk, um, saying, "Well, Booker fucking did this. Oh, Chris Paul did this to Giannis. It's the same thing." Um, to be honest, none of them remember that Giannis did that to Devin Booker when they called a half court foul and Booker dunked it, and Giannis nearly put him through the fucking front row, yeah. mainly because the foul was called at half to- at half court. The Chris Paul foul was just paybacks. So it was, to me, that was a little bit fair enough, but both were shit acts. But yeah, that, that Grace and Allen thing, fuck, that's the worst. Um, anyone who's in the air, it's just the worst thing for me. Yeah, but last week we spent a fair bit of time talking about the increasing amount of tech fouls, and this week was no different in how many were handed out. They were, yeah, there was a couple of, a um, couple of solid ones that probably backed up your arguments from last week, though. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just no. You can wait your fucking turn, Hammer. You're in the corner. But I want, I want to. I went and did, like just looked some things up, just on the general tech foul scenario. So not looking at these flagrant one is that a hard foul is a flagrant one thing, but just on a tech foul and a revenue basis. Do you not think the 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 referees at the moment are the police? Literally, the police of the league. They're out there revenue raising for the NBA. If you look at what a tech foul costs, a tech foul, a standard tech is two to three grand every player. Depending on what they add to the foul, hey, no, I went and looked at the list of all the fines given out just this year, 2022, and all the tech fouls between two and three grand. KD got a $15,000 tech foul for inappropriate language. Uh, Kyrie got a 25k fine for inappropriate language following a tech foul. And the cap on tech fouls is $50,000. So depending what they do after a tech foul is called, they can get anywhere up to 50 grand 
And then I think if they're suspended, it works out plus whatever their salary is worth for that game as well, which goes into like the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but that all goes back to the NBA. So every time we're sitting here talking about it, and, and I'm not talking about the, we, we were discussing dangerous flagrants. Yeah. But if you look at just the technical fouls, which is what we talked last week, the NBA is getting back a mozza. It's like they've got speed cameras, drink not driving tests, drug tests, and PCAs all around the court waiting to go. Not including the um, the salary cap taxes and fucking shit like that that they charge everyone for. I was looking at all the all the fines, and Ben Simmons popped up every every couple of weeks three hundred eighty thousand dollars, three hundred eighty thousand dollars, three hundred eighty thousand dollars. My man, I'd still have Simmons in Phoenix. I would then become a Charlotte Hornets fan. All right, um, we're going to give you the floor, Hammer, because you looked like you had something to add, and me and Gav are pretty much finished arguing. No, I just um, took the time while you guys were arguing, and I was sitting in the corner with LeBron, who now is telling me he's going to no fuck off. He's going to tell me he's bringing we're his talents to uh, he's bringing his talents to Phoenix. Um, but no, I just watched the two fouls you guys are talking about, man. I'm sorry, the the THT one, the the Horton Tucker one's way worse than the the Grayson one, man. He just uh, there's, a, there's a reason for that, and that's that the next question. WWE. No, there's a there's a reason for it, and that I'll go into that in the next question. Floor is yours, sir. Well, it was a unanimous vote, so ruling straight in. Does LeBron get away with low life on court shit just because his name is LeBron? I'm it was unanimous thumbs up. So, Gav, I'm, you want to leave? This one was unanimous because I wanted to get into it further, but I'll get into it further anyway. You do it. Taylor Horton Tucker one looks a hell of a lot worse because LeBron fucking shoves that bloke in air. Watch the video. LeBron shoves him in the chest pre-Taylor Horton Tucker grabbing hold of him. And then whilst he is falling to the ground, shoves away and puts that guy through the fucking ground and Taylor Horton Tucker was the one who cops it. LeBron right. James gets away with that shit all the time. He did it to Bridges in the finals last year, in the first round of finals last year. He did it to Chris Paul in a rebound, which ended up fucking his shoulder. And they're he, friends. He does it to fucking everybody and gets away with it every single fucking time. Now, I know we're not debating this because we all think he's a piece of shit, but it really frustrates me now. I get it. LeBron's older. He's a little bit slower. But he pulls absolute fucking shit acts on the floor far too often and gets away with them. I've, I have never liked LeBron uh, as a player, as a human. He, I don't like the way he combines his outside life with his NBA life. And it just, because I don't have the, the same kind of views on anything he says outside of basketball, but he combines the two, so I combine the two, and I, I just, I'm going to stand in for Boyd right now, uh, and I'm not going to say the word, and for, especially for our American listeners, but uh, LeBron is a straight-up four-letter C-word. And if Gav were here, he wouldn't have waited this long into the pod to say it. No, Gav, Boyd, if Boyd was here, he wouldn't have waited that long. Am I? No, Boyd definitely would not have laid it, waited that long. Um, look, I'm very much of the same opinion as Nate. I've never really put that much faith in um, LeBron. Uh, I get ridiculed for it all the time. However, 
I did just rewatch the video, and you you are obviously correct, Godfather, that he uh, he was involved in the shove, especially mid air, probably at his highest. Um, but no, I've, I just I, I just don't like LeBron. Don't like when he walked off last season when he was being being beaten and walked off to the locker room by himself, uninjured, you know, no reason to walk off. When the Pistons did it, and my good friend Isaiah Thomas, when they did it, they were ridiculed so bad. You know what I mean? Like they like they just walked off and left Jordan that and there, and they're, they're the bad boys, the biggest grim reapers in basketball. LeBron does it. It's like, oh, LeBron's got the shits. No, no, he fixed that because he gave Devin Booker a singlet. Where's my singlet? Um, so I can burn say, it. Look, overall, before we move on to the next one, I know you do watch the show, LeBron. You're a piece of fucking shit, and you are destroying you any legacy bastard. that you might have by being a piece of shit and pushing people while they're in midair. Harden the fuck up, or when we come over there in June, Nate, me, and um, whoever else will fuck you up, I'm telling you. Mate, he is not going to make June. That team, I predicted at the start of the season. We've got to go through LA to get to Phoenix. Yeah, we'll go through the Clippers, don't worry. (laughs) At the start of the season, I predicted that the Lakers would be in that playoff tournament for the eighth seed again. I don't think they're going to get through it this year. I really don't. Certainly not looking that way. And, And outside of that, the two sides that were basically the same as the Phoenix Suns in the East, New York and Atlanta, they're both in the same fucking boat outside the playoff position at the moment. Well, it's a banana boat. Moving right along. So this was a a late pull courtesy of Yard Barker uh, on the website, on the internet. Should the Suns pursue Paul Millsap as he departs Brooklyn? Uh, Gav and Hammer, you both went down. I went up just so we could have a discussion about it. Because the context we applied at the point was, regardless, not assuming it was a favourable trade, not assuming it cost us anything. At the the start of the season, when we were talking free agency, Mm -hmm. I actually, um, and in one of our pods, I said that I wanted Phoenix to go after Paul Millsap as Mm -hmm. a backup centre. This was pre, it might have just been after we signed Javal. It might, may have been pre Javal signing, but I, obviously, I obviously, whatever Jalen Smith's done since, and um, obviously, well before J- um, Bismack Biombo came on board, I think the position we're in right now with DA, Javal, Bismack, and even at fourth string, Jalen Smith. And reality is that any sort of piece will probably involve Sarich and Smith. Um, Paul Millsap just doesn't fit what we're currently doing. We already have DA, Javal and Bismack. That's enough. We don't need an extra centre now. We need backup guards. Well, why is... He's not a centre. He's a traditional power forward. Power uh, forward centre, yeah. Power forward slash centre, yeah. Power power forward... Our system, the way we operate power forwards in our system, does not operate with big, slow guys who do fuck all else. Because we don't have a big, slow guy who does fuck all else. (laughs) Both (laughs) of them are on the bench. (laughs) Both of them are on the bench. Right. Yeah, so I kind of took the the opinion that 
if it didn't cost us anything, call it buyout market, and the only thing we had to talk about was finding the roster spot, which, give James Jones his credit, if he moves two for one uh, or more, we open up. I, I, I kind of looked at it like, what have we got to lose? From an MLE perspective, we can. And especially from a, if we move Sarich position, um, it just means someone else who can play minutes, really. So I, I, from that point of view, I tend to agree because it's a roster spot that Sarich has taken up anyway. If he doesn't cost us anything and he doesn't produce anything, we're in the same position we're in right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. True. That, that's kind of my argument. Anyway, that kind of leads nicely into the next little one here, which was Duncan Robinson would be a great fit for the Suns. Gav, you and me both actually agreed on this one. You are Menard, but uh, based purely on the wording, Duncan Robinson would be a great fit for the Suns. You agreed yep. with the statement. Thumbs up. Yep. Hammer, would you like to defend your position? No, not Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he's a flog. Based on what? Um, we don't what need him. We don't need one of the nicer guys in the NBA. If you were to look at rookies or guys that just earned their, their how head, much arguments like did we get into last week about Clay Thompson being a nice guy or not a nice guy or wanting this to play? This isn't Clay Thompson. This you know, is Duncan different why, fucking individuals. Why don't we need him? No, but it's why outside opinions. Yeah, that's fair enough. Why don't we need him? Though? We don't. We're doing well enough at the moment. We don't need any other piece right now. If we were 100% healthy, we don't need another oh, piece. shit. I, I completely... I'll go first. Oh, do you want to go first, Nate? No, no, no. You run in. I just disagree um, wholeheartedly. Listen, I, I'm disagree. waiting for James Jones to make that move. Completely and utterly. What do we need? And the reason being is that Landry Shamit still gets a lot of minutes and has not performed on his contract. And Duncan Robinson is a massive upgrade to Landry Shamit where it stands right now. Multi-positional. Well, see, you know, upgrade. all of my comments are based on um, uh, visual. I don't do contracts. I don't do all that. That's where we're lacking, boy. Not, and that's I'm where you guys talking. come into it. You know I'm what I mean? Like, if he's a good money fit, then, no. okay, you're talking about giving no. up Shamit. I've not even but... gone into contracts or money fits or anything like that. If you are talking a like-for-like like, who's going to slot into our roster right now, and you can't, we can't go into that, that realistically, I don't think a trade with Miami is going to happen because they're not looking for dead contract pieces like Sarge. Yeah, uh, but that, they, that already, they already have dead contract pieces like Oladipo. Um, so they're not looking for dead contract pieces like Sarge. But if you look at just straight up, the spot-up shooter, um, solid it's defensively, tight. does little bits and pieces. They have Duncan Robinson. We have Shamit. Duncan Robinson is so much more advanced than Landry Shamit right now. It's not even debatable. And that's fine. That was a, a misunderstood question. Funnily enough, no, but if we're giving up a piece up to get him then that's a different story. But going out of our way to get him at the moment and possibly losing something was not part of the question. You know what I mean? Like, okay, no, we know we're going to lose Saric, Kaminsky. That's fine. Thumbs up, thumbs um, down is observational. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 
the the context is the argument. That's why it makes it so fun to call someone a dickhead at the end. I still want Mike James. (laughs) Bring me back Jack Cooley. Oh my god. Bring me back the fridge. We don't need a fifth. We may as well bring back fucking. We need the fridge, man. Everyone needs the fridge. Fuck Dragon Bender. I like Dragon Bender. He was a nice guy. Nate, comment. I, I I can't comment after you've just talked about Dragon Bender. Like what the fuck? I'm gonna move on. Other than I actually really like the idea of, of Robinson on our team. Yes, I really do. I As really. A shooter, I got a little bit of a hard on about it. Yeah. And I'll That's tell you a, what he's saying. Another pod conversation, I know, but uh, he's he would be he would be another great fit behind Cam Johnson. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you get your light work in there, Gav. Let's uh, let's move on to the second last part, which was going to be our last one. We aren't actually clutch. We're just oh, lazy for please. three and a half quarters. <laughs> We've all gone up. We've all put thumbs up on that, so let's just have a discussion. I want to, Gav. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna object to you, but I want to hear Hamo try to explain first before we've chatted. Yes, I like it. <laughs> no, I don't want to give him any context or any reason to pick up what we think. I want Hamo. You explain why we are just lazy for three and a half quarters and not actually clutch. Now let Hamo. This is a hatred with Hamo. Here it is. <laughs> I was actually going to go somewhere totally else and say I, I was just being funny. <laughs> because clearly we're not lazy for three and a half quarters. We still work, but we just don't take it seriously <laughs> until that last, you know, quarter, quarter and a half kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. That Pacers game was funny, man. You know, I'd had a couple of drinks. I'm sitting there and I'm like, that just happened? Like, Book just missed, like, seven shots in a row and then a dunk. All right, cool. Now he's smiling. Well, that makes sense. But, no. Look, it's... I don't know. I just found it funny. (laughs) That was a piss-poor backup, mate. We were looking for something special from you there, and you failed. You delivered us shit. This white hurt. I wish Boyd was was here right now because he would tear that apart. That was the moment for the Hamo Gold. The once an episode Hamo Gold. Nah, this um, moment. Told you, man. He had his Hamo moment off air. Yeah. He had it before uh, we started recording. He, he was done for the he, night. He nailed it off he, air. He spent, he blew his load before he even got on the <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm sweating. Come on. <laughs> Go back to the corner and have a cigarette while we, the big boys finish the pod, mate. Honestly, no, in the office. Um, honestly, I I've got not not much more than Hamo. I put thumbs up because that was fucking brilliant. A brilliant thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Thank that you. Why? Um, because I'm sick of going through three quarters, sitting in the fucking chat, everyone going, "What the hell are we doing? What is going on? Why are we?" And then CP3 just going, "You know what? The next three and a half minutes, I'm just going to take the game away." And Gav, you just exactly went with CP3 what I'm I literally watched these guys and all I can think is and I've said it I said it at the start of the season they believe it now yeah they're not just winning and like shit we won a game they believe it oh, they yeah. know how fucking good they are if we're if and we're then they down, get to the end even if we're down if we're we're within 10 points with 7 minutes to go I know we're winning 
we are as good as we believe and yeah. everyone now believes it well except the except the mainstream media well hang on there was a there was a stat that came out the other day I'm not too sure if it was shared on our page or I picked it up on just a, a website but uh, where something like uh, was it 30 and 10 if we keep our opponents to under 110 points yeah, probably something like that. That's probably, there's also another ridiculous. definition of what clutch is, and it's to do with within, what is it, single digits with five minutes left on the clock? Is yeah, that, but five five the two seasons ago, going by those no definitions, no, but two seasons ago, by in those, going by those definitions, <coughs> the most clutch player in the NBA was Jimmy Butler. Very good clutch. And he still could be if he's healthy enough to stay on the court. Jimmy Butler's very good in the clutch, but he's he, no he couldn't clutch Dwayne Wade's girl. <laughs> oh no. It was one Instagram comment. Uh, you do so little research each week and that's what <laughs> I'm gonna add one more comment and then this is where you were leading at the end, which I dived into, which is CP3. If you watch CP3's face. At the the last, if you qualify clutch as five minutes, watch his face every time he scores or runs a play in the last five minutes. It's not a look. It's not a look. Yeah, but he gets that dog look, and then it's followed by the little chuckle. It's followed by the little the nose up like this, just gonna. He knows, and that's why I reckon. That's why I go with thumbs up to them just being lazy for three and a half quarters because I reckon they just want to get the end and go. Ah, fuck is yeah. But in saying that... They're just rolling CP3 up like, oh, the old man will take care of it. Exactly. Chris Paul Paul will play the entire game going, I am going to include everyone in the contest because the minutes I'm on the floor, I know I can take over and win it. But what I'll do is I'll try and involve everyone else. If we're winning by 15, 20, great, I'll just cruise. But if it gets to the last five... I'll just go, fuck this, it's my show now. He does that so openly from the tip, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, every game from the tip, you can see, this is not about me, I'm involving everybody else in the mix, and he's done it now the entire season. It is so obvious. Because if the bloke wanted, he could do a LeBron and score 40 a game with elbow jumpers. And walk off. 20 shots. All right, let's move on to the last one. Gab, this was the last one that you, you threw in at the end. Because I apparently missed it in our, ch- our chat message. Sun's final trip in June. Who's up? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Pretty much, yeah. Hammer, I mean, this is going to be circumstantial, obviously. Yeah, it is. Yeah, me and no, Gavin both I'm not up, Jewish, but, man. That's that's going back two episodes off air with Boyd, but that's fine. <laughs> um, would you like to say something oh, else? Circumstantial. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, please continue. Uh, we're waiting for you to have an actual opinion. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not fucking it's coming. It's been a few questions like, now. We're still waiting for you to come up with one. This, is, this uh, thumbs up, thumbs down wasn't a dickhead thumbs up, thumbs down. This was to start conversation and drive it into the group. Um, so, Hamo, obviously your thumbs down. It, it's probably tough for you to get there at the time we're talking or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. The reason I wanted to bring this up is... My bucket list for 20 years has been going to the going to Phoenix during NBA finals, being there, getting to home games as many as I can go to, 
it's it's just been my bucket list. I wanted to start the start the conversation. I've already searched up, so this is my suggestion for those listening. We get a list of people who are interested. We get an Airbnb place, share rooms, whatever else. Airbnb cheap. I. Gab's just, I just found. Writing, I just found an Airbnb, five bedrooms, two people per bedroom, ten people, eight grand, two weeks. With ten people, that's seven hundred and fifty bucks a week each, Australian. The cost is going to be in the playoff tickets, or the NBA finals tickets, if 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 and when we make it. Um, the flights, yeah. No, it, to be honest, I think Stafford mentioned it on the um, chat group this week. Uh, at the moment, they're just trying to get people to book flights, so the che- flights are pretty cheap. As far as I'm concerned, and trust, all all international travel is not going to be booked months in advance. No, that's right. Like the, the way the world's going now is that international travel is going to be like domestic travel. You can yep. book and go next week. Yep. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, this year is the perfect opportunity if the Suns make if and when the Suns make the NBA Finals I'm in I am 100% in get an Airbnb the party in an Airbnb will be fucking epic the party at um, (laughs) the party at the pubs in Phoenix for away games will be epic the party at the fucking stadium will be epic for those games they will be level 4 parties at the Airbnb Level five parties at the pubs, level three maybe at the fucking uh, in the courtyard at the front of talk. Uh, it's not talking, is it footprint? footprint? Maybe level two, <laughs> level three at the stadium, so we can at least watch the entire game. But hey, Marley's is only two blocks from the courtyard at the front of the stadium, and so I'm pretty sure Marley's would be like level five parties, but yeah, but we, you just got to get in there at 10 in the morning and save your seat. <laughs> what I want to see in our chat groups, in our on our page. Who's keen? Nate, I'm asking you straight up right now. Yes. I am going to go. Are you coming? Mate, if I just I just need a little bit of notice because like I told you, I I have to get to uh, Toronto um, before August. The okay, first, so personal I'm friendships right now, the NBA finals are June 2nd to June yeah. 19th. So when it's I said to you, Suns. like you said June, that's why we said before June, perfect. I would if use that Phoenix, as my. That's if the my date. Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. I am booking a flight and going. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I've got. I've double vaxxed, boosted, uh, and pretty sure I've already had it. So I, I'm not sure I can get any more. Uh, you know, immunization months, to this thing. Six months you can't get it again, but um, reality is that even coming back into Australia now, you quarantine at home. You do tests before you fly back, blah, 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 all that shit. Even if you test positive, the Australian government's changing the rules to like six days. Mate, look at my face. For those that are like listening and not watching, I had to shave today for the first time in five years, like proper shave, because I was getting fit tested for my mask so I can work in hospitals because you can't have a mask and have it fit to your face. So I now actually have a certificate that says I wear this mask, I can't project or receive particles if I wear this type of mask and the company's bought me 70 like pairs of this mask so I'll just put a 
you know, day aside, and that's that's what I go to America with if I have to. Like, I'll Perfect. Go away so and the, answer, the answer for Nate is yes, definitely there. I am a definitely yes. I've already spoken to the wife. I am there. That is my bucket list. It is everything on it. Two weeks, I'm there. No, uh, Hamo, you can't. It's unfortunate. Um, maybe. And if Boyd were here, we've already asked Boyd. He's got too many kids. Yeah, I've got too many kids too, but I don't care. I'm going. You don't keep making more though. That's true. <laughs> oh, poor um, <laughs> so that question was basically to discuss our levels of party, which is level fours in the in the Airbnb, fives in the pubs, two and threes in the um, in the stadium. And just to clarify, five is a max. Five is max. Yeah, okay. you can't party harder than five. Let's be honest. Oh, um, no. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we could. Who knows? Um, but yeah, just to start the discussion, see whether people are actually interested. As I said, I know Stafford posted in the chat group this week that he's already booked tickets to fly over. Um, oh, just in case. One of the guys in the chat, he's already booked flights. Just in case, okay. Yeah. And he said, I, I asked him the question, he said he's keen to jump in with whatever we do accommodation-wise to save money, mm-hmm. but he'll go a little bit earlier than what we will. Because uh, honestly, I'd only fly over for the final. So I'd fly over June 1st and come back June 20th. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'd fly to Toronto, do like a, a week in Toronto for my commitments there and then just head straight to Phoenix and then come home with you guys. Yep. Gotta love commitment. <laughs> oh, it's it's not all happy as Larry. It's, yeah. Yeah, we're sad for you, Hamo. But what, what I will do is buy you a singlet while I'm over there. Bing Tang? You oh, just, you just country. Tell me, you tell yes. me what singlet you want and what you want from the uh, Phoenix Sun shop and we'll load up. Ah, oh, man, I just want a live stream chat, just a, like oh, a FaceTime. That will certainly happen. Just a FaceTime while you're there, man. Just, it depends uh, on whether it's appropriate at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah of course. You know, if there's, at if at there's one of the level, games, I mean. If there's level four party happening. Maybe not. Well, I'll be taking my Mac, and if we all stay in an Airbnb, there's going to be a very drunken Airbnb <laughs> full, episode of this shit full live on the Mac. <laughs> full live streams all night. All, all right, right let's I move hope you on. guys have a great time. Multi-time. Let's crack on. Only three of us, so multi. Let's, let's just uh, let's let's nominate Boyd's League as. Wait, I want to vote to take a pass. Let's no stop you. Stop being a bitch. Mate, this you know is, what? That's not half a bad idea. Like, we don't know who's playing when. Like, even the Pacers game was like, I don't even know who to bet on for rebounds. I don't know who's starting. I don't know who's playing. And we don't know if Gobert's playing. We don't know if half of our team is starting. The That's multi true. is going to be shit. What we, should, what we should bet on in the multi is opposition teams fucking out rebounding us on offensive rebounds. Boy, you're wrong all fucking week again. <laughs> we got fucking smashed. Can we bet purely on opposition rebounds? And I'll tell you what, if we allow <laughs> fucking Utah to offensive rebound against us, Rudy Gobert, we're fucked. Well, hang on a minute. Especially if he's not playing in the first game. <laughs> anyway, all right, so we're going to give it a miss this week. Oh, mate, I, I have nothing of value to add and we just keep losing money hand over fist from 
Hammo's account. <laughs> um, yeah. Wrap up. Any other comments? Anything else? Uh, let's start with you, Hammo. No, just great to see some new members um, wanting to take part in the chat. You mentioned Stafford. Um, uh, and I will, I will Hammer. Hammer Haim, I think his name was. Yeah, Hammer, Hammer's a young young fella from Sunbury too, my town. So welcome aboard, Hammer. Yeah. Um, but we also picked up a couple of listeners from the Aussie Suns fan Twitter this week. Uh, one of the guys is from Adelaide. And basically turned around and said to me, I didn't even know there was other Suns fans in Australia, which is basically <laughs> why I started the group. So exactly. welcome aboard. Yep. Um, we're but we've been about, having a great time. We're just about at 500 members, I think. Um, well, oh, yeah. The... And sorry, just to mention, guys, if you want to be part of our group, when it comes up in your information, make sure your number one likes isn't the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> because yeah. I will not Rejected. accept you. Rejected. Yeah. Straight up, seriously, no, no thing about the Suns, nothing else about basketball. Number one, like Charlotte Hornets. Hemo does way, have a lot of fuck yourself. Fans, by the way, additional, additional rule. No, additional it takes rule. two seconds, man. It's like additional rule. Um, if you are not Australian, you will be rejected from here on in. Correct, and that's Sunday, not being right? racist at all. That no, is well, just it's, a, it's an Australian for an Aussie page. It's a it's an Australian made sun. for Aussies. Yeah. Anybody that listens to this shit knows our humour is not quite on par with anybody else in the world. And we've we've had, had one or two Americans left. <laughs> a couple of Americans have left because our humour does not fit what they it does not translate, see. and we do not censor. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't censor, and uh, yeah, look, yeah. Every episode I upload, I have to tick the box that this is not for children. Tick. But have we have we passed it in this one yet? Okay. A couple of Fs, but no Cs. Right. Um, the, so I can't. No, the important thing is the important thing is that um, we don't care if you've been a Suns fan for this is this is where we're different to the Yanks. And apologies to the Yanks watching. We don't care if you've been a Suns fan for two days, but on your Facebook profile, make sure that you're a Suns fan, not a Charlotte Hornets fan or a Chicago Bulls or whatever else. We welcome everyone. Aaron, Aaron, who's one of our favourites on the page, did not even support the Suns until the playoffs last year and is now our biggest contributor of Suns content outside of the admin on the group. So we're Aussies. We're all inclusive. Once you jump on board the Suns, you are part of the Suns family, especially the Suns Aussie fans family. But please don't have on your page that you paid for someone else. You're a fuckhead and you're going to get deleted. If you're going to get on the bandwagon, get on completely. <laughs> Some of us have been sure. pulling this trailer for a long fucking time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nate, any last comments? Yeah, I do. Um, Look, something we spoke about in the, the chat offline before with tonight's pod, um, I threw a pretty abrupt opinion in there, so, was should we have brought a fourth person on tonight? And uh, to be honest, you guys are talking about this like two hours before we're going to do it. I'm like, no, I'm the one, I'm the poor schmuck that has to tidy this up and make it look good. Um, so in that, we have had an episode before where we spoke about how we involve the Suns fans page. Boyd brought it up. And then we, we had a bit of a chat about it. And we did agree on something. 
and I think it still has a, a merit that we want, like you said, Gab, we, you created this for the, the point of uni, unifying actual Suns fans. We only do this pod for the Facebook group, essentially. This is the reason we do it, is essentially for the Facebook group, and thank you to everyone else that pays attention. But why not anybody that does watch the YouTube footage, listen to the pod on the audio channels, if you want to do an interview with any one of us and actually have your involvement in the pod, get in the conversation, let us know. Either direct message, jump in the, the, the chat. Well, there's usually someone from the admin that picks up on everything in the chat. Let us know you want to be involved in the pod. We'll do a, a one-on-one recording outside uh, the, the, the live recording. And then we'll snippet that, and then we'll slide it in, and we'll we'll input it into the final product. Because if it's already recorded, I can I can slot it in really easily in an edit. Even in the middle of an episode, that's not even an issue. It's just a matter of trying to do extra stuff on the fly. It's it's a bit tough, but throw it in the me- in, in the message stream. If you want to be involved, let us know, and Absolutely. we'll get you involved. And if it's whatever you want to talk about. Let us know. Go. Oh yeah, there's hey, no agenda. Want to do a segment, ten minutes on this? Let us know. We'll do a one-on-one recording. We'll slide it in, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. But um, it's really hard just to get other people in. All of us have done a lot of upgrades on what we do to make sure that the pod looks professional and great, and um, everyone Some enjoys of us it. Are still working on our lighting situation. Yep. Like you get my garage lighting situation. Um, but we we really want everybody to jump in, uh, jump in. And if we can get one person every week to do a five-minute segment, we'll be wrapped. Ten-minute segment, we'll be wrapped. I'm going, to, I'm going to give a quick call out to a mate of mine that lives around the corner here, Steve Voss. Um, oh, Vossy. Vossy. One we, of the originals. We, we originally met... By complete random. I was at a country festival in my full redneck gear. I'm um, sitting at a, a furniture place because I bought furniture from this guy. He's like, if you ever buy furniture from me, every festival afterwards, you come back and you get free beer. So I go back to his stall and I sit on his furniture and he gives me free beer. So we're just sitting there drinking beer and Vossi walks past in a sun's cap. And I'm just like, people don't wear that. This is like five years ago, right? <laughs> people don't wear sun's gear. So I've called out to him and he thought I was trying to sell to him. Anyway, he's come over and we started chatting. Not only is he a Suns fan, he's a Brisbane Lions member. I'm a Lions member. He likes AFL. And he lives two blocks from me. <laughs> so we got chatting, now he's in the group. But I know he, he used to work for Virgin. And he, was actually, been... he was actually one of the originals in the group. Yeah, the OG9 that he, we had, yeah. He is on point with everything that's going on with Suns. And he has been to Phoenix, I think the last time we spoke, he said at least nine times because he worked for Virgin, so he got cheap flights. Yep. But he, he's to the point where he's like, I've seen everything in Phoenix, I want to go other places and then watch them play in other cities. So like, I'd love to get Steve on for a quick interview just to get a couple of stories from his trips to Phoenix. Hell yeah. And, and that's what we're saying. Anybody that's in the group, we don't have to have an agenda about who your favourite Suns player is and all the rest of that. You name or who agenda. your favourite pod member is you either. You, you name the agenda for five minutes, you lead the story, we'll record it and throw it up. Absolutely. Just it mind your fucking language. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Yeah, that, that record is still set. I can't believe someone timed it. it was it a minute 43? Was the t- took Boyd to say the C-bomb? That's just oh, brilliant. man. Yeah. I just, um, I Straight just, in. I had to throw it in there so you could tick the box. That was that, that is the only uh C bomb uh officially for the episode. <laughs> I'm still gonna tick the not for kids box, but you know, all right, everyone, good idea. Follow, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff we ask you to do. We generally have quite a few of us that watch, um. We still only get one or two likes and every now and again a comment. Um, so just comment, you guys are the best. If you're sitting there on YouTube or on Spotify or whatever, click like. There we we've got enough Not log in first, but we've got a, we've got enough <laughs> not hard. where all you have to do is go like it's over. It takes four seconds. The more likes, the more we can do, the more exciting stuff we can bring you. Help us out because we're hot, we're Suns fans, and you're all of us. Well, I am. Um... I'm sweating under here, bro. (laughs) White hat's about to turn grey. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Um, Had great fun again, Hamo. Great fun again, Nate. Uh, Loved it, guys. Thank you. Next Monday after four games this week. And hopefully Boyd will be back so that we don't have to put in like a piece of shit as our fourth window. Um, See you next week. Best part of a Monday. Love you, Boyd. Hey, this is Dave King from Brightside and the Solar Panel. I want to give a special shout out to your Aussie Facebook group for Suns fans. Good job. Keep, Keep up all the hard work and we'll see you on the Solar Panel when you guys watch again.